0: Hello, what's up? Ready to have a great time with La Mesita? Sit back, tune in, and enjoy. Is everyone enjoying themselves? Stick around for more wonderful and beautiful conversations, jams, and giggles with La Mesita. La Mesita is proud to have everyone tuned in to our magical frequency channel. Tune in to our amazing host and guest, and to our fabulous production team. For our favorite knee slapping, body bouncing, spirit shaking jams. Tune in to our lovely host and guest and our lovely production team. Stay tuned and you might just like what you have blasted on your speakers.
1: Hello to everyone. You are listening to La Masita. My name is Tona and I'm Yola. Today, we have a special guest with us. Zac Pichardo is a performer, composer, and educator native to Mexico City. He is versatile in a variety of musical instruments, including harp, accordion, guitar, and percussion. He was nominated for two Grammy Awards with the Sones de Mexico Ensemble and recently won three Chicago Music Awards with the same group. Mr. Pichardo has performed in prestigious U.S. venues coast-to-coast, including Cambridge Hall, Getty Villa Museum, the House of Blues, the Jay Pritzker Pavilion, Symphony Center, the Harris Theater, and the White Sox Stadium, to name a few. He also has performed internationally in Europe, China, Japan, Taiwan, Mexico, and Cuba. Hello, nice to see you again, Sakpe.
2: Hi, girls. Nice seeing you again.
1: So how's your day going?
2: It's, uh, it's pretty relaxed, uh, I was doing some things in the morning but now I, I'm free so I'm here with you guys.
1: When did you first draw inspiration to your career choice?
2: It was kind of one of those things that you don't really get to choose much, it kind of just chooses you. I pretty much been in the music industry or in the circle of musicians even before I was born because my dad is a musician as well and he was in performing, touring, everything uh I was inside of my mom and my mom was with him through all these things so you know you can imagine so I'm sure I heard all that music all those stuff happening from in there and then ever since then it's always been music for me so it was kind of like always part of my life
1: so like when did you start playing and what was your first instrument?
2: well officially i started playing when i was around five and my first instrument was the bass drum
1: what was the hardest thing for you like it's like you started as a young at a young age what was the hardest thing for you as an artist
2: i guess one of the things that happens when you're an artist is that you think differently than most people i guess you're you have Things to deal with that maybe other people that uh, don't have that artistry or like a way of thinking have mm-hmm. to deal with in school or with other people. So I always had issues with people not understanding where I was coming from or stuff like that. I, always, I started playing orchestra when I was in, when I was five. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much just just like anything else that you guys do. You know, you go to I don't know, like dance or ballet or painting or whatever. You just do your classes, right? That's what I would do i would go to orchestra every i think it was three or four days a week and i would just go to class and we would rehearse and then sometimes we would perform around mexico this all happened in mexico city the people that i got along with the best were the band members in this case the orchestra members so that's where my friends would be and that's where you know i would create lasting bonds but outside of that it was a little more difficult uh, so it was interesting and that happened throughout like that still happens now like pretty much most of my friends are musicians and For yeah. some reason it just stays like that
1: That's really cool. Is there any instrument where you taught yourself to play it and you don't really have to have like your teacher?
2: Most of the instruments that I play I've kind of figured them out the thing that I learned in school was percussion which uh, came along with, you know, learning all the, um, all the theory, all the learning how to read music, how to write music, you know, understand what's in the paper, uh, how everything works, that's what I learned from school, and then also, you know, learned a little bit of technique with, uh, mainly with sticks, <laughs> and, uh, and how to play different things with sticks, um, and that's gonna kind of have been my, most of my life, uh, around 10 years ago, started expanding my horizon with other instruments. Even though percussion is like a whole universe of instruments because percussion basically just means anything that you bang on, anything that, that vibrates when you hit it. So you can imagine how many percussion instruments there are. And they all have different techniques and different ways to play them. But I started to expand my, myself to other instruments that were not percussion. So I started learning the the harp, the accordion, the guitars, different types of guitars, Zapatear as well, you know, so play music with your feet, basically. And all of those, I pretty much just learned them by myself. I was fortunate enough that sometimes would, some musician from Mexico really, would come to Chicago and then they would give me like a, like a private lesson for like an hour and I would record them and then I basically just practice without recording and learn different things. Uh, so it's pretty much like, you know, like going to YouTube and then just learning how to play something. Yeah. But it, I mean, it takes dedication, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes uh, a lot of effort to not just have to rely on somebody to tell you what to do, but you to figure out how things work.
1: If you could perform for any artist, who would it be?
2: If anything, I would like to be able to be alive when Beethoven was alive. Mm-hmm. To have been able to have some interaction with him. I don't know if like playing with him per se, but uh, just, you know, having interaction and understanding and seeing how somebody like that behave and how they thought when they were alive it would be very interesting because, I mean, all we really know about him is through his music. It'll be interesting to see how, how those two things um, come together. You.
1: Yeah. Do you have any other forms of art that you like taking, like hobbies?
2: Um. Mm, yeah, I like I like to take pictures, uh, especially when I travel. I love to travel. This that's like one of my new passions to just go out there and explore the world. And when I go out there, you know, we have a phone now with amazing cameras. Everybody, so. My phone comes back from my trips with like a thousand pictures of each trip or something like that, because I just keep taking pictures of different things that I see and and that I find interesting. Not necessarily, you know, like big landmarks, but like some interesting thing that I've never seen before here in Chicago or in Mexico, and I thought it was interesting, so I take a picture of it. Uh, And I think I've been able to to figure out how to take pictures of in a form in a way that is more artistic other than just like you know take a picture of uh, a monument and that's it and other than that um, I mean I like to to grow plants and I think that within itself is an art because it's not just put the seed with some soil and water it has to do with a lot of different things you know and and it's not it's not just scientifically. like i have some plants around in my house that if i move into a different place of the house the plant just starts dying and then i move it back to some other place and it just starts flourishing everywhere and this just has to do with i, I believe energy and how the energy flows around the house and that to me is very you know artistic and you don't never know what's going to happen sometimes a plant dies and i'm like what did I do wrong? You know, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. It just kind of happened.
1: And so, before you said you performed since you were basically five years old. From all that time playing, what has been a most impactful and beautiful play, piece that you have performed? And what are some of the most memorable places that you have? Performed? For
2: me, playing traditional music from Mexico, in general, I don't know if I have one specific song that I would say. Maybe, maybe Las Poblanas, which is from Veracruz. More than that, it's um, being able to focus so much in, in the playing that you kind of forget everything else around you. You kind of just get into your own dimension. For me, when I play the harp, I I just start, it's, everything is improvised. So I'm like making it up as I'm going. So I'm just basically playing what I'm feeling. I don't, I don't really think about it too much. And so I lose myself. I think, I mean, I play in a lot of like big venues with, with thousands of people, but one of my favorite places to play at is Beard Garden in Navy Pier. It's interesting because the, uh, the performer has the best view in the whole area. Instead of like the, you know, the, the audience having the best view and then just being the, the performer being part of that, it's the opposite because in my perspective, when I'm playing at the Beers Garden in Navy Pier, I get to play to the lake. But so while I'm playing, I'm looking at this beautiful lake with the buildings inside. And especially when the sun is just like, it's just a magical moment. It's, it's definitely better than many other places that I play that are you know, fancy or have a big name.
1: Do you remember your first like official teacher? Because I know you said that you were surrounded by music when you grew up. Do you remember your first teacher and if so, um, do you have like one thing that, that stuck about them?
2: I don't remember who my first teacher was. I think he was just the orchestra director. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't, I don't remember his name. He was, I think he was like my first official percussion teacher in a conservatory setting, which uh, I, was, I was going to a conservatory in Mexico called Yolín Violetli which is you know, one of the most uh, important conservatories in Mexico. And so he was the one in charge of, of percussion. And I think he's just a person that inspired me to express myself more than just focus on the notes. I think he, he performed like rock and all these other modern styles. And then he would tour around the world with his band. Many times that he, he would come and tell me, you know, one of these days I'm, you take know, taking to New York to, to be, you know, with us in the band because you're so good. It's just interesting, you know, that now I, I perform many times in New York and I was I'm always, I always remember him being like, you know, you're going to go to New York with me. And I'm like, well, I'm in New York already, but where is he? <laughs> I think he's like the most, one of the most memorable teachers that I've had. And apparently he was like very good friends with my dad. I just, I just <laughs> never knew about it until later, like, many years later.
1: Sounds like a really good teacher. And with, like, this world of percussion that you've been in, um, what is your favorite instrument to play?
2: It's called cajon. It's a drum that you sit on. I think you've seen them.
0: Yeah. Oh, then yeah. you sit
2: on them, and then you hit the... It's all wood, and then you hit the front. Right? That, like, I think, like, 10 years ago, nobody knew what that was. That was, like, some weird thing from peru and since it became popular now everybody has one you know it's just like i think it's great because now it's easy to get some and also uh to teach people how to play it when i play the cajon i also lose myself and start like you know getting into my own dimension
1: what are a few music or who are your inspirations for music
2: more, more than asked, artists i think it's more music it will be world music which is Basically, traditional music from many parts of the world, many different countries. I just really like like the the essence that all this music has, you know, how it makes you feel, and it, how it has survived for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, without anybody writing writing it down, you know. And it kept its it basically, you know, passed the the test of time. Yeah, um, with people just it being so good that people just keep you keep doing it, keep performing it. And nobody needs to worry about writing it down or or you know recording it. I, it's just so good that everybody wants to play it. So that's kinda of like my main inspiration I guess.
1: Um, so when you we checked out your YouTube channel? We saw that like you had this like kind of ongoing series where you play the heart for like relaxation for others and you mentioned that it's just music it's just something you get lost in is that something you do for your like own relaxation as well
2: i don't do it purposely for my relaxation i meditate i mean i basically i'm relaxed most of the time <laughs> so it's not it's not it's not hard for me to be relaxed but I, I definitely have learned to to use meditation as a form of just having inner peace. And this is not just, you know, your typical just sit down and close your mind and just no no thoughts should be in your mind. It's it's really the opposite. It's meditating while you're doing your everyday activities. Like when you're walking, when you're eating, when you're cooking, when you're playing. Um instrument whatever you know what you're doing when you're doing your your natural uh, regular life how to to create that moment of meditation where um, you're really focusing on what you're doing but you're not really worried about it
1: um we see that you have a lot of collaborations with different kinds of artists in your youtube channel who's your favorite artist to collaborate and why
2: that's a tricky question because you can't really choose one when you're collaborating, right? In my life, like I have this, this uh, I've had these collaborations with uh, with baroque musicians. This past year, I think, this past two years, it's been very oriented to baroque. For some reason, they thought it was interesting. It was it was a good thing to include me in it. And I like baroque music, so I was like, well, why not? You know, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but there, there will. They will tell me because obviously they're looking for me for for a reason right and i jumped in basically blind from like without knowing what was going to happen and at the end it was amazing it was an amazing um experience as well as um a very good contact to to keep on uh doing this projects and so just like that many other projects have come along i've enjoyed all of them really so I, I wouldn't be able to say.
1: How is winning not one, not two, but three Chicago Music Awards with your group Son and Zemehi?
2: Every time that you win an award, it basically just says, the community giving you the honor of saying, hey, you think you're, you deserve this award. Not so much that you're the best, because I don't think in music, anybody is the best of anything. Any art, there's no best because It's all a matter of perspective. It's a matter of preference. I mean, I could be playing this music and maybe somebody tells me, oh, that's an ugly, that's ugly music because they don't like that music. It doesn't mean that I'm bad at it. It just means that that person specifically didn't like it. So I I wouldn't say that we're like, that giving an award to somebody, that means that they are the best. It's just that people in that community um appreciate but also you know believe that you deserve an extra award extra show of, of love i guess get you to you know do more of it so when we when we got the first one it was very surprising because we never won anything before as an award i mean we got nominated but you know we didn't win them we were, we were against, you know, we were competing against, uh, I mean, the top names in Mexico and then the top names in all of the world. So it was kind of difficult. Since we are more like a cultural band, So as Mexico is more cultural, it's not really uh, commercial. For example, we were competing against Vicente Fernandez, which is like all commercial. And it's like, how do you compete against Vicente Fernandez, you know? And stuff like that sounds like, no, don't even worry about it. But it was, it was really cool because it was the first time that anybody in the Grammys had uh, given any nominations to traditional music from Mexico ever. And so us being that group, it was it was really definitely an honor. And the same thing with this, with this other with the awards from Chicago. The Chicago Music Awards has never been before that a Mexican traditional music band wow. had won. And winning three, it was, you know, it was awesome.
1: Um, would you ever want to direct your music videos to your compositions?
2: I think I've had some music uh, being performed by by different groups. And it always feels really nice when you can hear your music live, you know, and then these people playing it. It's definitely a different feel than you hearing it with, like, Electronic MIDI sounds. The sound I mean, it pretty much sounds the same. It's the same notes. It's the same. It's everything in tune, But just being able to to feel it live, it adds that energy part that you don't get from like a computer or from. A, I think I would just like be honored that somebody wants to do a music video. Or like if I want to do the music video, I would just basically just give everybody their their part and then just kind of trust them that they're gonna do their best.
1: So you have a lot of collaborations on your YouTube channel and you even post them on your Facebook. Like how would you conscious the environment of playing and performing with them Um, in the Chicago blues with Billy Branch and your close friend Makoto in Tokyo?
2: I mean, they're both basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're collaborations of music that is ancestral. That's that's why I was saying, like, that's why I love, I love, like, traditional music from the world, from different traditions, because even though they're so different, like, how they sound, and the instruments they use, many times, they're very different, they all have that strong essence in them. They all have that, you hear it, and then it makes you move. Something inside of you, and outside of you, will move because of this music. Makoto, it's um. He fell in love with with jarocho music, and then he he created his own Jarocho group in, in Tokyo, and then he brought them to to Techo which is in Veracruz, to the Encuentro de Jaraneros, which is a worldwide event that that hosts all the all the groups, all the best groups of Song jarocho in the world now. Before it was just Veracruz the and then they would just come in. But now, since Sogaruchu has expanded worldwide, now a lot of people from all over the world come to the festival. And it's in a small town in the middle of, you know, basically nowhere. You have to go through a lot of things. Now it's easier because they have uh, invested some money on, on the roads and, and getting there. And uh, now there are hotels. Back in the day, there was not even hotels there. But now everybody goes there and now Makoto brought his group, I think it was two years ago, and they perform there and they were very, you know, they were welcome and they learn a lot. They, and then people also learn from them. And they're very passionate about it. So me going over there to Tokyo, uh, they invited me to come and do some workshops. And um...
1: What was your favorite country to travel?
2: That's a question that a lot of people ask me and it's a question that is hard for me to answer um right now i i i really i really like uh, iceland costa rica uh, japan and i i'm obviously mexico i actually have to spend more time exploring mexico because even though i've gone to a lot of places in mexico i mean there's still so much to see i chose these other places because they're all very unique they're very unique in the world I've gone to in more than ten countries. That I visited, and they're just very unique. They just have like their own their own thing, and also their culture and, and their their energy within the country is very. It's just nice, you know. Uh, you feel comfortable. You feel at home there. So I was actually very um, impressed when I went to Japan and see how much more advanced their society is than many other places in the world. It's just they' they're just very mindful of others you know they don't they don't want to disrespect you it would be something so simple as for example you go on the subway and maybe somebody comes in with the you know with their with their plates of chicken wings you wow. can't eat in the train because that's disrespectful you know what I mean so that type of mentality to me is it makes a lot of sense but it doesn't really work in many other cultures. So I'm like, that, that's one of the things that I would say, like, I'm impressed by how they are, you know? So.
1: so you mentioned being vegan. How is your process and transition to becoming vegan?
2: Most of my life, I've always enjoyed vegetables, especially in Mexico, because in Mexico, we grow up with a lot of vegetables. You can buy vegetables, prepare in the streets throughout Mexico. Either you know uh, carrots or jicama or sandía, stuff like that. Fruits too, obviously. So I kind of you know you you grow up with that in Mexico. It's just a normal thing. It's just like you buy, like you go into the store and buying some chips. I mean that happens in Mexico too. You go to the store, and while you're going shopping, there's some somebody in the, with a cart with a bunch of vegetables, making them, and then you just buy one. Like I remember going to La lagunilla and they, they make you like this bags of vegetables, and they're like literally like huge, like the size of your head, how much stuff there is. And then it's just delicious. So I grew up like that. Uh, but I've always loved animals. Um, and for some reason, I didn't really even, never thought about, you know, where that meat in my plate came from. Really, Consider it. Anyway, and i started you know learning about all these processes and the way that they're treated and uh watch a lot of documentaries and then there was this one documentary that started talking about the pollution in the world and how the the major factor of pollution in this world it's the meat industry mm-hmm. you know it's just so polluting and it's way more polluting than Uh, uh, burning uh, fossil fuels. So that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Your burger, it's more polluting than your car. You don't think about it. But once I learned, I was like, you know, there's no excuse anymore. I have no excuse. I just gotta stop. And the hardest thing to stop was cheese because it's so addictive. I mean, stop eating pizza. It's kind of like one of those... (sighs) hard things right <laughs> so it took me a long time but you know it happened
1: and um, so what's your favorite dish to prepare like can be like a snack or like any type of food
2: beets raw beets with lime salt and hot powder, chile piqui, there you go yeah okay yeah.
1: yes yes so we've been like a fan of your puppy corners you know when like on your youtube <laughs> so
2: I know the name of your dog. Well, those I don't know if those dogs are still. I think those dogs are not with me anymore. Oh. But I have two other dogs. I have a new one, new puppy. So they're like right here, you just can't see them, but they're right here. They're like sleeping. Let's see if I can. Mm-hmm. So this one, jolsin' he's new. He's, uh, how old are you? So almost a year. And then there's Kanek right here. And he's six. And they're Xolos, Xolos, quintis. Uh They both come from Mexico. Kalec okay. kind of comes from Querétaro, and then Josin comes from Stato, Mexico.
1: For the people who want to know more about your music, where can they find you?
2: Uh, well, I have my website, uh, Ciclapicholo.com. And also, like you guys have been talking about, I have the YouTube channel, which there's a lot of videos, different kinds of videos there. I'm more, uh, most active in Facebook. Uh, I have my, my artist page, but I also use my personal page. Those are the main things that you you can find me at. I have my Instagram, but also my Instagram is not really public, but it's not per se musical.
1: Remember, we are La Mesita, and we had the honor to talk with Zacca Pichardo from San Mexico. Thank you so much, Zephy.
2: Thank you guys for doing this and for your awesome questions.
1: You can soon see this interview on our YouTube channel. You can follow our social media at Yolo Kali on Instagram and Facebook. My name is Tona, and my name is Yolo. And we hope you have a good day. See you next time.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us and tuning in to La Misita. We're always featuring new jams, wonderful artists, and beautiful moments. Catch La Misita Saturdays on 105.5 FM WLPNLP, Lumpen Radio, Chicago. For more information, you can check out your locale on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram.